Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the family with... We're off to be back from MD Hack Master. Co-host, Catherine Brandt. Andy Mayor Bernard. And Cassie Schrader. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up next, Stephanie Mills with the family. Recently, the four Walzer dealerships in Burnsville, Walzer Subaru, Walzer Honda, Walzer Nissan, and Walzer Mazda encountered a hailstorm. A justice flew in from around the U.S. to handle a claim on what will be over 2,500 new and used cars. They've drastically reduced the pricing on these vehicles, and there are some wonderful bargains available. But here's the deal. I normally hate the hurry-these-won't-last style of marketing, but in this case, it is true. It's not like they'll go into the back lot at night with hammers and make more. I also usually tell people to check them out online, but in the case of slightly damaged cars, you really do have to see them for yourselves. Stop out to Walzer Mazda, Nissan, Honda, and Subaru just south of the Burnsville Mall on Buck Hill Road. If you really want to, you can tell them Tom sent you, but that sounds kind of dumb. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. I love this song. I always have loved this song. I don't share cheesecake. Stephanie Mills, how are you, Stephanie? I'm good, Tom. How are you? Nice to talk to you. Nice to talk to you. Catherine and I were talking. You you were one of the very first people that, what was it, Catherine, you were telling me? Uh, St. Andrew, she bid on having a sit-in on the podcast. And I think you were the first one to do that. Yep. Yeah, I was in with my sister, and actually, it was on a Tuesday, so Ralph was there, too. Are you there, Ralph? Yep, I'm here for you. <laughs> Some things never change. Some things never change. Never change. I'm, I'm like a bad penny. <laughs> it is wonderful. It's great talking to you again. I Don't Share Cheesecake it was a six-year journey of self-discovery that explored tragedy, redemption, business success, and finally learning to be comfortable in your singleness. We all have goals we want to achieve and destinations we want to end up at. But if you spend too much time wishing you were in another phase of your life, that's a very good point, Stephanie. A lot of people spend their entire lives wishing they were in another phase of their life. They do. And I was one of those people for a long time. Oh, really? What did you want to do? uh, You know, marriage was always kind of felt like the goal. It's kind of a a pressure that society puts on you, that the church can put on you, that the family can put on you. and. One morning, I kind of woke up in my mid-30s, and I thought, what if this is it? Like, what if I'm 
going to be single for the rest of my life. Does that mean that I can't go to a movie by myself or I can't enjoy a meal out alone by myself? And it kind of started as me experimenting in doing things by myself. As goofy as it sounds, it was an insecurity and something that I had to overcome, and that's really how it all started. I love this paragraph. I was six years old when I first heard the voice. It wasn't an audible voice, more like a feeling. There was an older woman in my church who had never been married. I wondered to myself, why? That's when the voice spoke clearly to me. That's going to be you. Nobody is ever going to want to marry you. (laughs) Six years old, really? Six years old. You know, we all have that voice in in our head that tells us, you know, you're not good enough or... You could never do that. Um, we also have a positive voice in there, too. But it wasn't until I was 40 years old where I recalled that moment. And I was oh, able yeah. to, actually, to actually say, oh, my gosh, that's when it happened. And I was able to kind of get rid of that lie forever. But I hung on to it for a long time. I just didn't realize that that's where it all started. I, I stopped putting my life on hold for a wedding, and I began to live while discussing my last chapter with my friend, Pastor Cynthia. The origin of my voice suddenly came flooding back to memory. Oh, my gosh, I remember when it happened at the age of 40, yeah. as you just said. That, and it's kind of wonderful to, for all that stuff to come back. I, it, yeah, it is interesting as you enter different different areas and episodes of your life, the things that change in your head, the way you look at things. Is a lot different when you're 20, 40, 60, and I'm sure 80 and 100 or whatever. It gets a lot different, I would imagine. You got that right. I, I think that relationships and marriage are, are a far more um, serious thing to, um, it's more, it means more to me now than it did even 10 years ago, like the whole idea of marriage and commitment. And what started out as me journaling, doing things alone and single kind of turned into what do I really want in a marriage and what do I want in a husband and the more I watched other people the higher my expectations or the higher my bar rose and now I have some pretty some pretty specific things that I'm looking for and I've been told before that it's not out there but I just don't believe that I think there are really good men and women out there who who want to have a really good successful marriage I think that's true well do you date and all did you do all that stuff I haven't in 10 years. I've been doing this, I've been writing for six, but it's been 10 years. And I'm finally at a point now that the book is done where I feel like, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this. <laughs> so how bad was the last guy that you walked away for six years? That was a bad date. <laughs> that was a bad date, Stephanie. <laughs> he wasn't all that bad. I think what, what it really was is it wasn't so much. Um, it's not that I haven't been asked out, but I've, I've been asked out by people I'm not interested in. So it's yeah. there. It's not like I'm being ignored. I just, I'm like, I haven't been asked out by anybody that I'm really interested in yet. So that's kind of, and I don't want to do online dating. So I'm, I'm a little old school in my, yeah. in my journey here. But I'm sure you get all kinds of advice from other people. Oh, if you just stop looking, then yeah. Yeah. all of a sudden. Hey, all sorts or, of great unwanted or, advice. Or, or, yeah. or you're just being too picky. It's you. But I, I get picky a lot, yes. I did you not. You know what's funny is I'm not looking. I get I get that a lot where it's like, you know, Stephanie, you stop looking. And I think, well, I'm not. I, I kind of look at it as he needs to find me. 
I have stuff to do. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that's very, very true. Again, the book is called I Don't Share Cheesecake. What? So why not the cheesecake? You love cheesecake so much that nobody's getting any? <laughs> it kind of started out as a joke. It was something that I said to a friend when we were out to dinner, and she asked if I wanted to see a menu and split a piece of cheesecake. And I said, what, are you serious? And she said, you don't want to? And I went, no, I don't share cheesecake. <laughs> so it kind of started out as a joke. And then I was, I was struggling with a title for the book. Um, the original title was 40 and Single or something like that. And my, a friend of mine told me it was, um, if I wanted to widen my demographic, I need to change the title. And I struggled for the yeah. longest time. And my best friend, Kate, finally said to me, I don't know why you can't just call it I don't share cheesecake. And a light bulb went off. And I went, all right. That's it. I got to tell you, Stephanie, though, in my life, I was 29, about to turn 30 years old. I was not looking, you know, to find somebody to, to marry or anything like that. Uh, Catherine was answering phones at my attorney's office, and I walked in and thought she was very attractive, and I thought she was, yeah, it was a smart ass, which is huge for me. <laughs> I need a woman with an attitude, otherwise it's not going to work. But we, we, she interviewed me then. For college, she was in college, and she interviewed me about the voiceover business, and we ended up dating. And it just—I never thought. I literally, Stephanie, was so relaxed that I figured, well, this is not going to last anyway. Uh, it'll be a couple of weeks or three weeks or whatever, and then she'll move on. But that's how I still feel. <laughs> yes, after 38 years, I'm about to move on. 38 years, she's still going to hit the still road. Contemplating. Yeah. Well, that's- what? That was your suddenly moment. I think that's what we're all waiting for is our suddenly moment where you're just out there living your life. And then all of a sudden, suddenly, there it is. Yeah, a tutaku. I mean, that's it just uh, all of a sudden that you know, that kind of happened with Lindsay and I. Lindsay had been in multiple, had been in a long-term relationship that wasn't going anywhere. She is, was dating. She was dating some guys. Um I was dating some women and, and nothing was like, nothing was like, oh my God, this no is the best, best thing in the whole world. And we saw each other joining church together hmm. talk about talk about a, a landmine or you a went to mine church i went to church we we're joining church <laughs> you know we saw each other and it was it was that uh, love at first sight and i never Whoa. believed in my life but boom done next it was just like sign the papers now it was within seconds time oh this is this is, we're done did a few <laughs> negotiations were short boom. i was love it. those Stories though, they're so encouraging. I think they're great. That's a great story. No, I love they it. are great stories. It, it, it is. It's, it, you, it, I don't know. And it, what what was it about? Well, she was attractive. I was a goof. You know, I was a resident dressed, in, you know, disheveled. It was just I mean, why she had any interest in me. I had no idea. I got a no tip off idea. for you, Ralph. I got a tip <laughs> off for Ralph. Ralph and I can't say she was attractive. Our wives are far too good looking. I know that. We know that's true. They are. I've seen them. Gee, thanks, Stephanie, for jumping on my side there. We love Stephanie. <laughs> I really appreciate it. <laughs> well, Andy, you've gone through that whole dating sucks and yuck, yuck, yuck. Yep. And when you met Melissa, it was kind of basically the same. It was like the sort of all of a sudden, all of a sudden, I saw a shift in him, even though I didn't know. I'm like, he's seeing somebody. I know. And he's happy. And he's happy, I For the first time ever. (laughs) I was single for a good six years. Yeah, you were. Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, sometimes it it just does. A long-term relationship seems to make sense. Yeah. You're right. It's odd. Boy, it was the most bizarre thing ever happened to me. All I had to do was start being brutally honest with everyone I talked to. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I filtered nothing, and it worked out. I had just given up. I basically just said, I'll just 
say what's on my mind and I'll be single forever. But <laughs> it actually worked out the opposite. Yeah, well, I absolutely love that. I I don't think I don't I don't think anybody should live without that kind of vulnerability and honesty and yeah. Uh, in any relationship or friendship, I think it just it makes life so much sweeter when you do it that way. You mean you don't like the strategy of completely changing who you yeah, are and then letting yourself else. sneak no. in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over ten years? That's really nice. That's, oh, that's it, not it, a good one. Speaking, speaking of which, I mean, <laughs> when Lindsay and I met, I had a tennis racket. And why I had a tennis racket, I have no idea. I have no idea why I had a tennis racket. But I had a tennis racket. She saw the tennis racket, put that in the back of her mind. So uh, we were seeing each other more and more and more. And she says, let's go play tennis. And I go, what are you talking about? I don't play <laughs> she tennis. Said, you have a tennis racket. I said, that's a fine I don't play tennis. I don't play tennis. <laughs> that's really I don't know nice. how I got it. Oh, Reception just... right out of the gate. Now you're talking. Now, Cassie's here. And Cassie, when did you get married? skied for me. I did. I skied mm-hmm. for Catherine. Yeah, I skied for What the hell are you yeah. laughing about? She looked, hey, Stephanie, she looked at me and goes, you skied? Yeah, he even skied. Laugh it really, up. Really laugh it up, sister. Didn't last long, but he skied. But no, what is it about, so what is it about Dave? Uh, did, you, did you know immediately? I think so. When I, when I got divorced from my first husband, you know, Dave and I have always been friends. And I've, yeah, yeah. Even when I was married, you know, I had a lot of problems in my first marriage, and I always looked at someone like Dave, not particularly I don't think Dave, your husband liked me, by the way. And he doesn't really like it. Wait, my first one? Yeah. yeah he doesn't like anybody. Well, there you go. But, um, no, I just, I always looked at him like, God, I wish I could find somebody like that to be with yeah. versus what I had. And it wasn't particularly Dave. But, um, you know, and then I reached out to Dave when I was going through my divorce because I had never done it before, obviously, and he has. So I was, you know, looking for him for friendly advice on how to go about things. And we just kind of clicked and we've always had a good friendship. So I, I think it was good that we had that friendship first. Sure. Going into a relationship and, you know, it was it was probably the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I'm happy yeah, I took there you the go. plunge. It's, best, it's, a, no, it's the best thing Dave has ever done. Yeah. Because <laughs> he be outkicked his coverage, too. Cause he, exactly. He, he, they, they talk about limited uh, choices. <laughs> so, Stephanie, did you go through a period where you, where maybe you wanted to date a couple of guys and it just didn't work out or you never did date them? Did you go through that whole thing? I went through I went through a few where I was interested in them, but they never made a move. And I... I think I spent so many years of my life manufacturing relationships that I'm in a place now where I'm not going to ask out anymore. My heart really wants somebody to come after me. Yeah, so yeah I can I've see had that. a few missed opportunities where I thought maybe something was going to happen and then it didn't happen. Um, but I'm okay with that. I figure if they're interested, they'll ask me out. And if they don't, then they're not for me. So. One of the greatest moments of my life, it turns out. I didn't think at the time it was wonderful, but looking back it is. Uh, I was 16 years old, a very, very pretty classmate. She was really a pretty young woman. And I figured, ah, you know, I'll give it a whirl. And I called her and asked her out, and she said, and I quote, well, I'm not really your type. (laughs) 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 That's what she said. (laughs) I'm like, oh. I'll remember that line. Thank you. Well, I'm not really your type. Hit the road. It's not you, it's me. (laughs) But honest to God, I found out later it was because I came from a very poor family. She had no interest in some poor guy. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, well. Well, you don't want someone that's How old were you? 16. You're 16. Everybody's poor at 16, No, but I mean, right? I came from a really poor family. <laughs> oh. That, that I think Her family had money. Oh. And, and, and by looking at it, they were probably like lower middle class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were still above me. <laughs> it all worked out in the poor end. Poor stigmatized Tom. <laughs> I'm stigmatized and was until I met lovely Catherine it Brandt. It worked that's out exactly. though, right? Yeah, it certainly did. It worked yeah. out really, really well. But yeah, so I mean, Stephanie, you don't, we all go through this. I mean, Oh, we yeah. really do. It's not that you're out there twisting in the wind by yourself. We all went through periods where it's like, eh. Well, Catherine didn't. You're a disaster. I honestly can say I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, she did. She never went through it. No. Well, didn't you, you just told me something. My book, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I want to hear you. I, I think what makes my, what sets my, my book apart from, from others is that I'm um, pretty, it's a pretty raw um, story of, of things that I've gone through. And I do a lot of internal dialogue. So that voice that I heard when I was six, you know, is still talking to me and I mean, mm-hmm. all of us really telling mm-hmm. us that we're not good enough or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I kind of let that voice out of the box and I tell everybody exactly the, the horrible, insecure thoughts that are going on in my head. I figure you can't help people if you're not willing to tell the whole story. Yeah. So I hope that I, I can't be the only one out there that has those insecure thoughts either. So I hope that it helps other people to um, embrace the season of life that they're in and be happy. I don't want to be one of those women that gets married and then looks back on my single years and says to herself, wow, you totally wasted those years. Yeah. I want to look back and know that I and know that I lived and I had fun. And when that relationship does come, it's just the next phase. It's not like finally I'm not single anymore. It's just the next phase. Mm-hmm. Stephanie, do you have to go or can we have you another segment? You got me all day. <laughs> All right, wonderful. We'll be right back. More with Stephanie Mills. The book is called I Don't Share Cheesecake. We'd love to hear your calls, by the way. What's the number? 612-295-1526. Yeah, you if can you text, have, too. On and you can text, line. too, on that, and we'll read your text. But, I, yeah, I'd like to hear your, your take on this whole thing. Back with more Stephanie Mills right after this with the family. It's Tom Bernard with North American Banking Company CEO and my buddy, Michael Bilski. Michael, let's say somebody has a plan to expand their business this year. How can North American Banking Company get that job done? At North American Banking Company, we'll take time to understand the customer's needs and wants and their plans for the future. Once we have a good understanding of that, we'll try to solve their financing dilemma. We won't take a cookie-cutter approach to any financing situation. Wonderful. So if I need cash to expand my podcast, you got a plan for me too? No. (laughs) (laughs) God, thank you. I see where this is going. Well, we love working with you. We can help any business, including a podcast that's already very successful. Who's better than you? That's what I want to know. I still never liked you, though. You are. No, I never. Don't try to make up. I don't. (laughs) Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. There's no better time than now to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they wanted to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK savings. If you're like me, 
not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them that I sent you and save $500 on your LASIK. Offer good for a limited time. Call Whiting Clinic for details. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offer. We are talking to Stephanie Mills about her book, I Don't Share Cheesecake. Now, we're entering into a different deal here. And if anybody at the table went through this or Stephanie went through this, I want to know. Was there ever anybody in your life that wanted to marry you and you weren't really into it? I mean, did you go through that, Ralph? No. I didn't either. No, no one wanted to marry me. I, I, well, I, that's I, what Lindsay told me. But, you know. She felt sorry for me. No, she did not. That was not. You know, I never had some. I never had any person, man or woman, chase after me like, oh, oh, oh. I got enough robes. Hanging on my robes or my coat or something. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Maybe I should start wearing robes. You should wear <laughs> robes. And then buy you know, the castle out No, You have to be a little older to do that. I do just, this too. Got <laughs> <laughs> to get that lower lip cooking. <laughs> that professorial kind of, you know. You get know, that cooking. That's not, no. I, I never had anybody chase after me. And maybe because it was a time when, uh, I, you know, when I was dating that, you know, it, it was my responsibility to interact with a, with a woman or a man to, to, inter, to in, initiate that uh, sort of uh, relationship. I went through that one time, and it was when I was already married. And I don't want to say any more about it, but it literally blew up. It's like, what are you talking about? And it just was really ugly. You know, and that's and I and I there's there's some. It's an interesting, you know, I you know I've I've never even since I've been married, and no one has really come on to me. You know, I must put out no. some sort of a vibe. Or I know what you're saying. I it, you and you know if you if you there there I'm sure that there are signals that are sent out constantly among people mm-hmm. and you you either respond to those or not whether you're married not married gay straight a thousand different pieces right. to the puzzle right but there are other there are signals that you send back body language what you say you know you know and 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 i guess my question always has been is that how do you go from in this i've seen a lot of my the plastic surgeons that i in the community how do you go from having someone working for you to say be in bed with them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What, what, yeah. What, what, right. What's where? How, how does that happen? Well, what's that with next stereotypical step? Stereotypical behavior. Power dynamic is yeah. interesting. No, there. But, yeah. So, so it, do you think it comes from the person that's perceived to be in power? Or I, I don't know. I could be either way. Well, I mean, you know, at work. Okay, at work, you're basically on your best behavior. You're always clean and shiny. Yeah, you're ready to go. True. You're uh, you're putting on your put. You're putting on your pleasant face for the world. You know, you're there for a job for a paycheck. You know, you can't compare the everyday. You know, life that you know things get ugly. People throw up. People get sick. People are right. in a bad mood. I mean, you're always seeing somebody at their absolute best. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing that that's like, you know, you've had a rough day. The kids are all screaming when you left home. Your wife, you know, hasn't showered in three days because she can't. And then you go, and then there's all these like, nice people that are all, 
clean and shiny and it's like maybe this would be better than what i left at home really mm-hmm. yeah. whoa that is like, yeah i never messed went through up. that, that is like, it is messed up but that's what people short. but that's how it works short-sighted yes non-sighted very short-sighted yeah. so it's like it's like the guys that fall in love with the nanny Mm-hmm. The nanny goes Arnold home. Schwarzenegger. The nanny goes home. She shows up every morning, clean and shiny. Yeah, she hasn't true. been up all night that's with true. the kids. Yes. Are, are yes. You, are they following in love, or do they just want some experience? Well, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but they do run off with nannies. They run off with secretaries. Know, I mean, and then you get barf, the, but they do. The older person that wants the younger person. Mm-hmm. You know, gay or straight, gay yep. or straight. You know, old, you know, some older guy that wants a younger companion because that makes them feel younger. Right. You know, you know, some of their vigor or sexuality seems to come back when they're with that. You know, blah 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 blah. Right. blah. So I have a question for everybody on the no, show, thanks. Stephanie. We've only met. Okay. I think how many times we only met once in person, didn't we? Or was it twice? Uh, we met. We met the following summer at the state fair. I, I That's right. I thought it might have been yeah. two times. Yeah. Do I? And this is for everybody in this room too. Do I give off a very strong "I'm not gay" signal or something? I've never well, been hit on by a gay man. Well, that T-shirt that you wear that says "I'm not gay" is no. Like, I don't wear a T-shirt that says no. that. You're lying. Frankie, you say relax, and also I'm not gay. What's that? What does that, <laughs> Stephanie? Are you offended that you haven't been hit on? No, I just, all these get, you know, people tell me that you've been hit on by guys or hit on by women or whatever. I've never been hit on by a guy. Never. So, I can and see that. It's not an, oh, you can see it? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because you really just don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the, the vibe you're putting off. I don't know. I can see that. You just seem like a tough. Um, dude. Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> Boris Johnson. I'm a Dude. dude. Yeah, I don't know. Intimidating, not in a bad way. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's amazing to me the different things that people go through, and you know, you look at some people and go, God, you you, you must be married a long time. No, I've never been married. Well, why haven't you been married? Because you know, it just never worked out, or I, uh, you know, women don't care for me, or whatever. I'm like, what? What is that all about? Are they trying to stay signal, uh, single? Excuse me. Um, when they just they claim that women don't care for me or you know whatever, well, it's not that they women they're... don't care for me. That gives off a low self esteem, and that's not attractive. So yeah, I... that's true. No, women don't care for you. <laughs> <Low> <laughs> that's really nice. yes, you're right. We don't care for you. <laughs> that's really nice. So now that the book is out, yeah. uh, are you going to go on a book tour and a whole deal and, and get out there? And what if you meet some guy that loves your book? I guess we'll see what happens. Oh. <laughs> who, pu- who published your I w- book? I would love to. I'm sorry, what? Who published the book? Amazon. Yeah, oh. Amazon does every, every all these books now. That's, That's a brilliant amazing. business model Amazon came up with because they publish almost all books now. Well, they started off as a bookstore. So. Yeah, they did, yeah. They did. Was that a hard thing to do to get Amazon to publish? I don't, you know, how do you do that? You hire somebody else to do it for you. <laughs> oh, you do? Okay. Well, okay. Exactly well, that explains what I did. it. I've known, I've known people that, that did it on their own. Um, I have a full-time job, and I wasn't interested in having a second full-time job. Mm. So um, I had a, a fellow author reach out to me on Facebook who said, I see you're not published yet. How can I help? And really? he did everything for me. Oh, he nice. did everything for me. So That's wonderful. That's yeah, wonderful. Yeah, it was great. Well, there you go. There's someone interested. And that's a new thing. Uh-oh, Stephanie. Oh, Stephanie, there, there, uh, hey, 
Just call me the matchmaker. There's your there, there, there you go. <laughs> she starts laughing. But yeah, when I come to, when I come to town, I'm I'm not gonna make it this year for the fair, and I'm ticked about that. I make it home every year for the fair, but I have every intention of setting up a couple of um, meet and greets when I'm in Minnesota for sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, you have to come in and do the show when you're in Minnesota, too. We'd love to have you in. I would love to, but you wouldn't be able to get rid of me. I'd sit there for the whole two hours. We don't want to get rid of you anyway, so it all works out in the end. Okay. We all have goals we want to achieve and destinations we want to end up at, but if you spend too much time wishing you were in another phase of your life, you'll completely miss the beauty of the phase you're currently in. I love that paragraph. I love that uh, that sentence uh, because that's what it's all. A lot of people are not in the correct phase in their minds, are they? They're just living there's in a complete. Always, there's always another phase that you're that you're looking toward. Like, oh, I'm single. I wish I was married. Then you get married. Oh, I'm married now, but I want kids. Okay, and then you have kids. It's like there's always something else that you're working toward, which yeah. is fine. If you're not, you know, wishing away the the, the spot that you're in. It's it's a fine line. It's well, that's the that's the that's one of the points of balance is uh, having goals but living in the moment. Right. And, yeah, and, and that so, thing, so yeah. you, you know it's it's just that balance. One you have to find that balance, and it's some people don't. If you don't find the balance, then you're never in the moment. Or if you're yeah. always in the moment, yeah, then you never get anywhere. So, boom. I suppose that is true. That that makes total sense. So so Stephanie, just in case somebody's out there listening, so what what kind of guy is your kind of guy? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Uh, it is a good question. It's funny because I lay it out. I lay out my my top three things in the last chapter of the book. It's um, one of the one of the most important things for me is laughter. I can't. I don't have to be with a man that's funny, but he does have to like to laugh. Laughter is one of my favorite things yep. in the world to do. Well, I will I've, tell you, Stephanie. I've always been a, I've always been an improv stand up junkie, and and um. And I can't imagine being with someone who doesn't laugh or takes themselves too seriously. So that's yeah. one of my that's one of my main things. I will Must tell you this: laughter. that Catherine and I—that's what we built our relationship on. Because we started dating and we laughed all the time. Something was always, I and it wasn't it. like pushing it either. It just happened that the stuff we did. You know, we were out. I, I believe it was our second dinner. We went out to. We were eating at a, at a restaurant that's no longer around. And I'm not a big fish eater, but I thought, well, I'll try to impress her by she thinking that I like fish or something. I don't know. Oh, tennis racket. Very odd tennis way racket. of impressing someone. But I get my piece of fish, and I look, and there's a hair in it. And then I find a second and a third hair in it. And she oh, said, what's no. wrong with your fish? And I said, I've got a wig in my food. <laughs> and she started laughing. And after that point, we just never stopped laughing. It was wonderful. You know. I love it. I notice it too whenever Dave is on the show. Cassie, you giggle oh, at almost everything. I know. Oh, He's always making me laugh. I, but it makes my heart so happy to hear that. Like, you can tell you guys really love each other and have a lot of fun. I love it when, when he's on the show and, and you two interact with each other. It's really fun to listen to. Okay, number two for Stephanie Mills. So number one is you got to laugh. I We agree completely. Yep, you got to laugh. That's a big one for What's me. number two? And I don't want you to give away the ending of your book or anything like that. Just whatever you want to talk about. I'm not one of those authors. I'll give it all away. All right. All right. No problem. So what's number two that's important to you? Must love animals. Yeah, I could see that. Yep, that's Catherine, too. So far, you're... Time to learn to tolerate animals. (laughs) Well, but you have to understand something, that the dogs we had when I was a kid were guard dogs. 
So they weren't like Jude, all lovey-dovey. They were like, yeah, don't bother Once me. Once again, lo those many years ago. <laughs> lo those many years ago. Okay, so, yeah, animals have been a big part of our life, our entire life. And Andy yes. and Alex have animals. And Do you have animals, Cassie? Yeah, we have five cats. Five cats. Oh, that's right. That's right, you have five cats. And Ralphie had a dog for a long yeah, time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. Lindsay and, and Ralph had a, had a German shepherd. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. yeah, that's it's that's still a still a sad sad spot uh, spot. We got we have a visiting German Shepherd for about six to eight weeks. It's nice so. to have a grand dog, oh, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that grand dog. A grand dog. We have that grand dog. Grand there dogs are go. good. Yeah, okay, so. so Stephanie, so far you're right on on the money. You got to laugh and you got to like animals. I I absolutely understand that. Now, is there is number three the most important, or is it just another in the sequence? Number three is the most important. It's actually number one in my book, and that is God must come first. So what I love and about that is really what I love about that is people hear that and they go, oh, my God, she's way over the top religious. God is just a shortened version of the word good. There's nothing wrong with loving goodness at all. And I know some people overreact yep. to that completely, and I don't know why. I want everybody to go through good things, and I hope there's a lot of goodness in life. That basically is just a belief in God, isn't it? It is, yeah. And I, I, you know, it's what I. I don't want to pitch this as a Christian book, right? Because that's, right. Because I also swear in it, so there's that. <laughs> so but there you go. Oh, you scam! I, I kind of. I'd rather pitch it as a book that happens to be written by a woman who's a Christian. So my faith is very important to me, and I talk about it very openly. But I'm right. not hammering anybody to death with it. But that is that is a very important thing for me. Somebody who's grounded in their faith who has a church that they love to go to, that, that stuff is very important to me. So that would be my number one. You know, it's amazing to me, Stephanie, as I've noticed, and again, not, I'm not criticizing anyone, it's just the way it kind of works out, but the more people love to fight against organized religion, the more secularism becomes a religion. <laughs> I mean, it's hilarious. I know. I know. It, it's true. They, their secularism is like a belief in this otherworldly thing and it's just the way it needs to be and blah 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 i was reading something you know paul krasner just died uh he was a you know big time he invented the term yippie which apparently was a yuppie and a hippie combined uh he invented the term yippie but he talked about the fact that that religion was basically organized um um superstition he believed that 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 or that that religion of any kind is organized superstition. And I suppose you could look at it that way if you want to look at a superstition or, look, things do affect people's lives. I will say this, Stephanie, you could not have been Toots's son without being a Catholic. I'm sorry, it's just not going to, either you're Catholic or get out. It's just kind of the way it was. I love my mother. My mother was a great yeah. woman, no, no doubt about it. But So you're, you're very realistic. The three, the three things you want is something that, look, yep. you, you got to have faith in something. People have faith in nothing are miserable, don't you think? They really are. Yeah. It's, and I don't know. To me, that's an important thing. And I don't, I don't know why we can't just like, you know, one person's this, one person's that. And here's yeah. the thing with, with organized religion is that there it's, it's run by people and people are all flawed. Yes. Um, but at yep. the end of at the end of the day, uh, I look at it as God is still God, no matter how flawed those people are. And you find find a church that's healthy, find a church that you like, and hopefully it all works out. It's a great <laughs> idea. People are flawed. So. Let us let us know in advance when you come to town. We'd love to have you come in and do the show. Obviously, it'd be great I would to love see you again. To come in. 
All right, let us know when you come to town. I don't share cheesecake in the name of the book, stephaniemillsbooks.com. That is stephaniemillsbooks.com. The book, uh, just go on Amazon. Uh, it's right there. I don't share cheesecake on Amazon. So great talking to you again. I can't wait to see you. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stephanie Mills, ladies and gentlemen, will be back with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Hi, it's Tom. After achieving my goal of losing 92.5 pounds in less than five months, thanks to the Sheehy Brothers and the amazing staff at Nutramost in Plymouth, I'd like to encourage you to let Nutramost help you shed those unwanted pounds, too. Besides eating fresh foods, another one of the reasons that the Nutramost weight loss plan works so well is the one-on-one coaching that you receive. We all know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So, how long have you been trying to lose weight on your own without the help of a coach? When you have someone keeping you accountable, it makes achieving your goal so much easier. Make a commitment to your health and let Nutramost help you with your weight loss journey. I encourage you to schedule your immediate consultation or attend the Nutramost free dinner at 6.30 p.m. on Monday, June 24th at Jake's in Plymouth. Nutramost guarantees that you lose 20 pounds or more. Call now, 763-333-7337. Who wrote this? Huh? Who wrote this? Steppenwolf. No. Who wrote it? I don't know who wrote it. Mars Bonfire. Mars Bonfire. That's quite the name. Who's Mars Bonfire? Person that wrote, wrote uh, Born to Be Wild. Born to Be Wild. Mars Bonfire. Shoot all your guns at once. Oh, yeah, you're right. Mars Bonfire, a.k.a. Dennis Edmonton. Dennis Edmonton? I love fun facts. Is it spelled with two N's? Uh, I mean, placed together? Yeah. I love no. fun facts it's because D-E-N-I-S. I'll promptly forget them. And oh, they're Dennis. always fun yes. facts. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dennis is D-E-N-N-I-S. Yes. It's only I don't like about uh, Dennis, uh, what the hell's his name? The, the guy at NYP. No. N- not Dennis Miller. Dennis. He's a guy that was in the, the firefighter TV show. It was really Rescue Me. Dennis okay. Oh, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary, oh, yeah. Oh, Leary. Because yeah. he spells his name Dennis. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. He spells Dennis it with one as N. in like Weenus. Oh, he does? Dennis as in, yeah. <laughs> no, it's one N. Dennis. Oh. <laughs> and he is a flaming no. Dennis, by that the way. That would be so funny if you're on, the, you're on the phone with some customer service person, Dennis, but it's spelled like Weenus. Weenus? How do you spell How do you spell Weenus? He's not a pleasant person, I will tell you that. I've talked to him several times, and he's very into himself, I will tell you that. Well... 
That was a great show, that Rescue Me, though. That was a really good show. I never missed it. Is magnificent, as a matter of fact. Anybody got any TV shows or movies that we should track that? Because we only have four episodes of Johnny Versace left. Last episode was boring. It was really boring. That was Man, not very you're going to get that in, in some of those shows, yeah. some of those oh, series. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, Lindsay, I have to watch that. I, that would, I think, I would, I think I would enjoy that. Uh, a lot of things going on in Minneapolis with that yeah, show. Yeah, a lot of things in Minneapolis. Surprisingly enough, yeah. 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 He yeah. killed three oh. people here. I didn't. I thought it was only two, but it was three. Yeah. I didn't know that. Man, what a, what a Oh, do you remember sick. those murders? Oh, yeah. oh, oh God, you yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. Okay. I don't even remember them. Of course. Yeah. I do believe, and I'm not certain about this, but I was told he actually called into the show once, but we didn't put him on the air. What? So I, I never talked to him or anything, but he did call into the show once. I'm like, oh, God. Because we were talking about, you know, we, we, we were talking about being gay and all that stuff. And apparently he called in, but he never made it on the air. And I don't know. I will tell you this. Thank one thing God. About, yeah, exactly. Tom, I'm coming over to the house. Yeah, he's somebody you didn't want to get to know. Yeah, you no. got that right. Even on a casual basis. A warning to you up front, which actually makes it a better show, but you feel uncomfortable about it. The guy who plays Andrew Cunanan, or Cunanan, or all oh, the hell every day. I think it's Cunanan. Cunanan is so good, you hate his guts. Oh. oh, my God, he's good at that role. And you just hate, he's such a mean little bastard god what a mean guy he was and, and was he was this kind of was he a mean person i mean I, oh yeah so oh. no one liked him outside his relationship no he pretty much was he would go from guy to guy to guy and end up killing all of them well and he kept on i don't know how much of the show is fact and how much is i guess it's pretty accurate manufactured but he always wanted someone to um be in like a full-time relationship Yes. But he would come on so strong, you would right. scare people right. away. But he, and as soon as he realized, they said, no, I don't want to be in a relationship with you. It was a bad thing. I uh, understand there's an episode coming up in the last four, and they won't tell me which one it is. But apparently one of the episodes deals with how he was sexually abused as a little kid. Oh. And that's going to be a tough episode to watch. Yeah. I don't know. That's going to be really tough to watch. You might have to speed yeah, through some that of that. Might be, that might be one you skip. Yeah. Oh, this is the one. Uh, that's the one we skip. That's, that's the just, one we let's skip. Go, right let's there. go to the last one. Let's see how Gianni shows up. It has been a couple of really not very good episodes, a couple of really good episodes, and then one that was kind of good. Yeah, and he's a pathological liar. Oh, God. He, he cannot lied stop lying. Yes, I'm a brain surgeon in New Orleans. Like, mm. no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, sorry. I'm building movie sets in New Mexico. I'm. What are some of his other crazy lies? I'm There's in tons New Mexico building. Uh, what is he? Yeah, movie sets for some movie sets for the Titanic. Yeah, for the Titanic. Yeah, that's like, the ticket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the ticket, <laughs> pal. Always some sure sort of, are. Yeah. Well, yeah. he clearly had very. Uh, he needed attention and validation. No doubt about that. No question. And people tried to like him, but he was such to a help prick him. that mm-hmm. he, they ended up hating his guts. He was just a, a really terrible person. He used to hang around the gay 90s, I guess, downtown oh, Minneapolis. Man, that's... Oof. Well, the saloon... You know, it was funny because I was talking to Catherine during this deal on one of the guys that he, he eventually picks up meets him in a gay bar, and I said, I don't even know where any gay bars are. And she goes, the gay 90s in the saloon? I went, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I didn't really think about that, And the Eagle. Know? What's the Eagle? And that's, that's another bar over there in Washington. That's, that's a oh, is it? Friendly, gay friendly. Well, that's a gay oh, is bar, it? Is that South Washington? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I, 
it used to be, I think that used to be the Cassius bar when I was a kid. Okay. I think it was. But yeah. I don't know. It, it Look, live your life. Be happy. But if if you're um, not happy with who you are sexually, you got major problems. Well, this guy had a lot of problems. Yeah, he really did. Then maybe this episode will explain why or how Oof. it came about. I, I don't know. I just said child thing, abuse. Oh, no. I, yeah, I, know. I cannot no. take that. I that know. is too no. abusing the, uh, a child. That's the crux behind a lot of people who are like that. Yeah, I suppose it is. They get sexually abused as a kid, and it mm-hmm. just, what are you doing taking advantage of a little kid? What in the hell is going on in Costa Rica? Nineteen more people are dead. Oh. They get, are they getting murdered, or are they dying Tainted from... alcohol, so they are yeah. getting murdered. And that's in Costa Rica? Costa Rica. So they're drinking bathtub swill? Methanol, apparently. Yep. Yeah, I guess yeah. It's, it's not an uncommon thing in certain areas for people to water down... Other alcohol with, with this yeah. stuff. Yeah, with wood alcohol. Meth- yeah. With wood alcohol. With, with methanol. Yeah, methanol will kill you. Make your blood go blind. It'll kill you. Yep. And that's, and that's, that's why they call it white lightning. It strikes you blind. There you go. Huh? Well, that's interesting. Is that so, what they call so, it? So, so you're, you're, you're telling me it's not distilled. The Jake well. White lightning is not distilled. Yeah. It's distilled, yep. but it's not distilled. Distilled correctly. Yeah, when you distill alcohol, you... As soon as it starts pouring out, you got to throw away yeah, the heads, first the heads. the heads because that's all methanol, and then you have to throw away the tails too because that's all methanol too. No, no, the tails tails aren't methanol; they're other things. Oh, no, that's, yeah, you're, yeah, a you're bunch right. of other poisonous. But you can things. never get all of the methanol out yeah. of the thing. That, and yeah, people they'll yeah. be like, "Oh, well, you just throw away the first ten seconds of it," but that's not how it works because mm-hmm. certain uh, batches will have different concentrations of methanol. And if they don't get it all, then you drink it. And yeah, if you try to make if you try to make liquor out of pears, uh, th- when you when you do that, there's an enzyme in the pears that creates a lot of methanol, oh. and that can the, and the, the methanol is the ultimate give you hangover and headache. So be and careful like with that. the pear flavored vodka. But, is no what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> but, but the, the oh. other but the other part about some of these deaths is that it's a bit of a scam that the that the healthcare providers, hospitals, and people get involved with. In that, you, you get somebody sick. In a, in, a, in a third world country, oh, you're sick. You have to go to the hospital. They take you to the hospital. Then they shake you down for money mm-hmm. to get out of the hospital once they – so I want to go back to my – oh, geez, you got this You got this $10,000 hospital bill. You're going to have to pay that before we can let you leave. You know, that's a common – Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And so Just there, like in America. Well, <laughs> Not like in America. <laughs> Not financial. like in America. No, this is it, – well, it's, fin- yeah, it's a financial, but it's a corrupt kind of a system. I mean, that – Oh, and people dying. Well, nineteen of them in in God. Costa Rica. Fifteen or oh, fourteen men and five women. Well, well, but that's that's nothing. That's nothing. The Democratic Republic of Congo since last August, seventeen hundred oh, yeah. people are dead from Ebola, and they just yeah, de- declared right. it as an right. international crisis. I mean, seventeen hundred yeah. people. And why did it crop up again? It wouldn't be an international crisis. Oh, because they eat the bushmeat. They eat the bushmeat. Oh, don't yep. be doing that. Bushmeat is yeah. You can get all sorts. You can get prion diseases. You can get all sorts of stuff. But, Catherine, I do remember watching The Untouchables with Robert Stack back in the day playing Elliot Ness. And they did an episode on, on methanol-laced booze on it. It was called The Jake Walk. Because you developed this really, what, like St. Vitus dance, right? That's a yeah, disease. Yeah, okay, though, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. St. Vitus, yeah. That's a disease where you walk, like, side to side. And I don't know what caused it. But apparently the Jake Walk is caused by methanol. Hmm. The Jake Walk okay. was something different. It was an organophosphate. Oh, it was a phosphate. Oh. It got into your spine and 
destroyed the so nerves. What, so but it was from alcohol, right? What, it was, well, what was see, that alcohol, Andy, that was banned in America? And you, I brought you some home from Prague. It's some sort of alcohol that we couldn't, couldn't get here, and now you can. Absinthe? Absinthe. That, Absinthe, that's that, right. Yeah. That's that because u- they, that used to be something that they thought caused They used to stuff. think wormwood in absinthe made you hallucinate, but uh, that was just the placebo effect. Oh. Yeah. It doesn't oh, actually okay. really do anything. Oh, okay. do, but people had this weird idea that if you drink absinthe, the wormwood will like make you freak out. And then people thought it would happen, so they drank absinthe. And, and they willed happen. themselves to hallucinate, yeah, basically. Yeah, I could see that. But Jake was during Prohibition. Yes. And it was actually um, medicine that people would steal and drink a ton of. Oh, so instead of alcohol. Oh. It was alcohol. It was 70% alcohol by weight. I see. But you weren't supposed to chug it. Right. So, which they did. Which they did. And also, they made it poorly. Uh, no. Yeah, they... Uh, <laughs> Hard to believe. Oh, okay. They made it poorly so it would pass a test. It's a long story, but oh, basically yeah. they put poison in it so that people could buy it, and then people drank it, and they got poisoned. Organophosphates, <laughs> that's an insecticide. Yeah. Oh. Well, they, it is? They yeah. used, they used or organophosphates in order to... Um, yeah, plasticize it. Glycophosphate, isn't that to. what they're trying to ban? That's Roundup, I think. Glycophosphate. That's Roundup, yeah. yeah. They're trying to ban it. But yeah, the so Jake Walk was family. that specific organophosphate. Got, really got into the lower spine and, you know. Oh, and, oh yeah, messed with your uh, your large muscles in your legs. Yep. yep. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. I'm very, very happy that I've never worked on a car and I've also never gardened. So <laughs> you never worked uh, on a car. Or I never any Roundup tainting in my blood, which is, I'm really yeah, happy. But, about. The, but the, I'm loaded the, with it. But the, criti- <laughs> but the criticism is, is that you know, I, I, I was talking to somebody on Saturday at the garden tour, and the one woman says it's in all of the grain. What is the wheat? Okay, the the Roundup. Roundup? Yep, Roundup. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet it is from being sprayed. I bet you're yeah, right. I, you I, know, know. I, I would like to know that. I would like to see those tests. I have to see that before I believe. Well, it has to break down eventually. Well, it's supposed to break down in five days because if you if you so the whole idea about the way you use Roundup is that you if you're a farmer, you have Roundup in your in the drill that's the planter. You spray the Roundup on the weeds that start to grow in the field. Sure. You plant the seeds. Seeds stay emerge until they germinate, and they emerge in seven to ten days. But when they emerge, the Roundup is supposed to be gone because the plant, right. those plants grow fine. Right. Okay. So it's supposed to de- de- decompose in the soil and just go away. You know, I that's what it's supposed to do. But cigarettes weren't supposed to make you sick either. So. No, exactly. Actually, yeah. they were healthy for you back in the day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, most, yeah calm your nerves. Yeah. 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 Well, most doctors uh, recommend, what, Viceroy or, who know, Camel or something. <laughs> Viceroy. Nine out of ten Chester, doctors. Chesterfields. Chesterfields and Viceroys. <laughs> I just love those funny. ads, man. The doctor sitting there with a cigarette oh, in his yeah. mouth and a stethoscope around his neck. You know, they have the, they have, there's one that's just the most sexual ad of some woman. With her mouth open, with water spraying into her mouth, it is the most. Oh it is so sexual, and then for they're cigarettes? racist. Oh yeah, for cigarettes oh. and, and racist. Boy, <laughs> so many of the ads. The cool and the oh, what the other ones? Not oh, the cools. There was another brand that was uh, menthol. Uh, whatever. Marlboro menthols, maybe. No, there Newport? was Newport. Newport. 
New, new port ziggies. So you have you've had a few new port. Cool miles <laughs> was my cool, deal cool back miles. when I was a teenager. Cool, cool miles. Were well, that was not the best cool. joke on that. <laughs> Dave Chappelle wears a game show. Why do black people smoke menthol? Why do they smoke and menthol? Like, yeah, I don't right. know. He goes, "That's the correct answer." <laughs> I don't know. That's exactly right. Nobody. And he goes, "Nobody knows." Yeah, there, Nobody. Was, there was this uh, channel on eight, on cable down in Florida that just plays old. Really old commercials, yeah, and do. oh my huh. God, they're they are so sexist and oh, so it's amazing. racist. Oh, they're graphic, You're just like, sexual. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. Oh, they're just a little subjugation going. Oh, that's. I guess that goes back to my comment before. People that are using the word racist have not been around. No, a racist. No, they have not. They th- they use that word far too freely. Well, if you can call someone a racist and walk away without. An oh. attempt on your life. And you my, did not just talk yeah. to a racist. And my exactly. whole thoughts on this squad thing, it's like they're all, you know, they're all screaming racism. And it's like, you know what? You're in the big girl club now. Yeah. You're in the big guy club. You are as far up as, you know, a lot of people could ever get. Yeah, it's true. It's time to stop whining. Just do your job. Yeah, you have more Stay power than 99.99% of the country. It's true. Yeah. And, and yet you're acting like... People aren't taking you. Well, I mean, they're probably not taking you seriously because you're a bunch of morons. Well, and as women, you can't be sitting there saying, "Oh, you're hurting my feelings" every Mm -hmm. ten seconds because that's just playing into the people that think that women can't do the job anyway. They can't handle it. Exactly. No one took. No one takes them seriously. No, literally no one. Except for their Twitter followers. Except for Minneapolis. (laughs) People in Minneapolis do for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Well, like I said, Nancy Pelosi said you could put a D on a glass of water. You put a D on a loon here, it's going to get... Oh, it will get elected. (laughs) It's going to get elected every time. No, you're absolutely right. Well, that district that that Omar won... Literally, she said you could could run a glass of water in that district Mm -hmm. and then it would win. That was AOC. No. Oh, that was AOC, too. It was both. both. She was talking about AOC. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right, that's going to do it. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.